Thanks be to God. Thanks, Matt. I am grateful to be back with all of you today. I missed you last week. I know that you're in good hands with Pastor Amy, but I do worry about you when I'm not here. We text each other immediately after service. How was church? Church was fine. <laughs> uh, I, I wondered earlier in the week if we would be here today because of Snowmageddon happening. They were calling for all sorts of weather, but we have survived We've survived another Ohio snowstorm. Maybe it was as bad as what they said it was going to be. Maybe it wasn't. Either way, we made it. I was intrigued as I watched people prepare for the storm that came this week. Maybe it's because I had sermon writing in mind, because any of you are uh, available to me as a sermon example, whether you know it or not. Maybe it's because I'm just a seasoned people watcher. I love watching people. People... Uh, just fascinate me. It's my favorite thing to do. Either way, I was struck as I watched people, including myself and my family, prepare for the winter storm that would come. The news began predicting the coming storm. There would be snow, maybe ice, some rain, and a lot of wind, they said. Those were the words of the forecasters. There's going to be nine inches of snow. Nope. Maybe 18 inches of snow. Nope. Maybe 24 inches of snow. Well, maybe 10 inches of snow. They were doing their best. They weren't sure exactly what was coming, but they knew that something was coming. And so we must prepare. And in true Ohio fashion, off to the store we went to buy our necessities, our bread, our eggs, our milk, in my case, snacks. Tevin, no, you got enough food at your house that we could all come to your house in a blizzard. We'd be fine. We gassed up our vehicles. Some of us did. I did not. My husband had to get gas yesterday. I, I live on E. That's just, it, it frustrates him to no end. We brushed off our shovels. We hooked up the blades to our trucks. We gassed up our snowblowers. We checked in on our families. We made sure that they had plans. Maybe you had some older folks come and stay with you. That happened at my house. We rescheduled our appointments. We prepared for cancellations. We did all of the things that you do when they're calling for an impressive winter storm. And then we went home and we hunkered down and we waited and we watched. We watched the sky, right? We watched the sky. We saw the rain. We checked the temperatures. We waited for the snow to fall and the winds to blow. We made sure we had all of our basics covered, and then we watched, and we waited. I watched people get ready for this coming storm, and I thought, I wonder, in my wonderings, I wonder if we are this prepared for Jesus to come. I wonder if any one of us is prepared for the sky to spill over with glory as Jesus returns. Are we prepared for that glory storm the way we were prepared for Snowmageddon 2022? I wonder if we even think about it in the same way. Do we live our lives in preparation for the second coming of Christ? Or do we think about it as a prediction in the Bible that we know will happen, but probably not during our lifetime? There are times that we are called to recenter our lives. There are times that we are called to reshuffle our priority, and storms in life 
can do that. Storms, actual storms that come or storms of circumstances can shake us up and make us look at where we are. If you're a person who procrastinates, life's storms can be a wake-up call that you need to get your life in order. There are some things that you need to, to do to look at. If you're an organizer or a preparer, then life's storms give you the chance to check your readiness, to make sure that all of your bases are covered, all of your boxes are checked. As I read our scripture reading for today and prepared my message, I was hunkered down at home. And the winds were blowing snow all over the place. But, but I didn't really have any worries. I had made sure that we were ready, except for the gas thing. I had made sure that we were prepared for the coming winds and storm. And then I read the words of St. Paul as he told the people of Corinth that they needed to recenter themselves. They needed to hold firmly to what they had been taught because some storms of uncertainty had settled in the hearts of the people of Corinth. Some storms, some questions had come it had been a while since Jesus had been, had been crucified, died, buried, and risen again. It had been some time, and they were questioning. They were saying, did that, did that really happen like that? Did that really, did he really die? Did he really rise again? It's, are we sure? And so they had written a letter to Paul, and Paul was writing this letter in response. And he was saying, you have to hold firmly to what you know. You have to hold firmly to the gospel at all times, in good times, in bad times, in uncertain times. Hold firmly to the story of Jesus Christ, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father, the Almighty, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. We tend to stop at he is seated at the right hand of the Father in our awareness because we don't really know what that's going to look like, the second coming of Christ, and, and so we, we know it's coming, but we just kind of keep it tucked away. Paul is telling the people of Corinth that this is the truth that we stand on. This is the creed that we recite now. Some of them were struggling. So Paul is preaching the gospel of Jesus to them, once again proclaiming the good news of Christ's death and resurrection so that they are reminded and they are prepared. Had, had the weather forecasters mentioned once a week, a week and a half before the storm was coming, that, hey, there's a big storm coming, and then never said anything about it again, I don't think we would have been as prepared. But, but we need to live in what the forecasters say are the alert days. These are the alert days. These are the days you really need to watch. Well, friends, I say that we need to live in the alert days of our Christianity. Not saying that you know, you have those people, the end is coming. Have you seen those movies? People that stand on the corner, the end is near, repent. That's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying we need to know 
and stand on the truth of the full gospel of Jesus Christ, which says that he has died, he has risen, and he will come again. There is a next chapter to our story. There is a next, a second coming. And if we are reminded and if we are prepared, if we are living lives of holding firm to the gospel, what does that look like? I saw a bumper sticker once that said, Jesus is coming, look busy. (laughs) How many of us are looking busy? My husband saw another rapture bumper sticker that's, that said, in case of rapture, mother-in-law will be alone in vehicle. <laughs> Which is horrible. But funny. That was a sidebar. That was purely for your entertainment. To, to believe, to believe what we say that we believe, the truth that we stand on, Paul is calling the people of Corinth and Paul is calling us today to remember, to remember, to remember when we first knew the gospel, not just heard the gospel, the first time that you knew it, that you felt it in yourself, the first time, it might have been a big moment. You know, you have some folks that have that that big I was saved moment. Maybe you knelt before God and man and felt the Holy Spirit move in a new way, and it was a big salvation moment. That's not everyone's story, though. For for others, it may be a deepening moment, a Wesley, my heart was strangely warm moment, where the gospel went from something you've heard to something that you have felt inside of you, something that you've experienced personally, where you knew that Jesus died for you. Can you remember? Can you remember your salvation moment? Paul is calling us as part of our preparation to remember the moment that we were saved, the moment that we decided to follow Jesus. Paul is inviting us to get back to the basics, to prepare for the storm of the second coming. And getting back to basics means remembering what the gospel means to us. Because remember how passionate you felt? when you realized that Jesus had died for you and you wanted to tell everyone that Jesus had died for them too. Paul is inviting us to remember Jesus, to remember the good news, to hear it proclaimed for us once again. Paul is reminding us in times of strife and storms that we need to take time to remember and hold fast to the gospel. Hold fast to the story of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Hold fast to the knowledge that the same Holy Spirit that dwelled within him dwells in you presently. Hold fast to the idea that we are actively being saved as we move through this life. The Holy Spirit of God is moving within us, empowering us, loving us, leading us. Hold fast to the idea that Jesus is coming again. As we grow and we change, we need to keep remembering the basics. We need to keep remembering that we have been saved by Christ. We are actively being saved by God through the work of God's Spirit. And so remember today, remember who Jesus was and is. Remember who you are. 
And if you haven't had that moment, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, if you haven't fully realized and accepted God's overwhelming love for you, today is your day. Don't wait another moment. Today is our alert day. Be prepared for when the sky spills over with glory. And all God's people said, amen. We have a response to our word this morning.